some people wonder why I spend as much time as I do on pop culture. The first and most honest reason is because I'm a nerd. I am a Star Trek, Star Wars, Dungeons and Dragons nerd from like way back. From like when I was a little kid, my dad got me started watching Star Trek back in the 70s. And then Star Wars came out. And then in the 80s, me and my buddies played Dungeons and Dragons all the time. So, uh, and, and I'm just a huge fan of, or was a huge fan of movies and uh, good entertainment. You know, good, good TV shows, good movies, that kind of thing. Um, and so that's one reason. The, the second reason, and, and the primary reason, these days, because I don't watch movies anymore, I don't watch TV anymore, um, but I still keep track of everything that's going on with movies and TV shows, or, or a lot of what's going on, TVs, TV shows and movies. And the reason for that uh, is because... It gives me hope. And the reason it gives me hope is because the entertainment industry is a good barometer of what is going on in our country, in the West, today. So, and and a better barometer than what's going on politically. Uh, it seems to me that politics is lagging behind what's going on in pop culture by a long shot. So I see in pop culture, what's really going on. And, and because I think one of the reasons for that is because the, uh, the movie business, the TV business, the entertainment industry as a whole is closer to the grassroots of the United States. Being a, an actual part of the capitalist market it's closer to what's going on at, at on the ground level whereas politics especially Washington DC politics is extraordinarily far removed from what's going on at the grassroots and 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 intentionally so they have insulated and isolated themselves from the uh, grassroots and and they can they can do that with a certain amount of success, whereas even though Hollywook tries to do that, they can't get away with it for very long because they are dependent on the grassroots in a way that the political class is not, which is something that we need to 
something that we need to remedy. But by monitoring what goes on in pop culture, I can tell what's really going on in the grassroots, and that helps me be able to predict what's going to go on in the political culture. And that's why I am... uh, One of the reasons why I am as... uh, optimistic as I am, or as optimistic as I can get for those people who actually know me. I'm I'm not uh, known to be an optimist. I am a realist. And uh, I, I work off of evidence. You know, if there's evidence to support being optimistic, then I will be optimistic. If there is not, then I won't be. It's just as simple as that. Um, So there you go. But um, in pop culture, what is happening is that wokeness, political correctness, which was the predecessor to wokeness, wokeness is the weaponization of political correctness. Wokeness is being rejected soundly by the grassroots, the vast majority of people. And this is evidence of the fact that wokeness, that political correctness, that modern liberalism, that critical theory, all of which are based on Marxist theory, is being rejected. All, all, all. Marxism is a foreign form of government. And whenever you try to superimpose a foreign form of government onto a any any culture, it will eventually be uh, thrown off, rejected and thrown off. This, this has been that way all throughout history. And Marxism could never take hold in the United States. As a matter of fact, there was a famous Marxist back in the 60s, I don't remember his name, but he even said this, that that the United States will never accept Marxism because even the poorest person in the United States has too much to lose if Marxism is implemented. And Marxism had to be and still has to be marketed as something other than what it actually is. It has to be couched in uh, not austerity. What's the word I'm looking for? It has to be couched in good intentions. And this says something about uh, the personality of the United States in general. Altruism. That's the word I was looking for. It has to be couched in altruism. It has to be hidden in altruism, even though by its very nature it is the exact opposite of altruism. It is envy, theft, mass murder. Uh, But it has to be couched in altruism to try to sell it to the people of the United States. And that's a good thing. 
because that says that the people of the United States at their core are altruistic. Or our culture, I should say, is altruistic. A lot of people like to call this a culture war, and to a certain extent it is. But one of the things that they fail to recognize, or some people fail to recognize, is that the reason that it is a culture war is because the culture of the United States, the culture of the West is based, whether you like to admit it or not, if you're a, an atheist, this is going to chap your hide, but I don't care. It's a fact. It is an absolute fact. It is an undeniable, undebatable, objective fact that Western culture was founded in Christian ethics. People like to say Judeo-Christian ethics because... Technically speaking, Christianity is the culmination of Jewish law. But it's Christian ethics that founded Western culture. And Christian ethics are directly 180 degrees at odds with Marxism. Marxism is nothing more than secularized Satanism. And and the proponents, the, the high-level proponents of Marxism will actually admit that, despite the fact that they deny the existence of a personal God or a personal Satan, they have accepted Satan as a symbol of their rejection of God, which is poetically ironic. But these people on the left who are uh, who have accepted Satan as their as the symbol of their rejection of Western culture of Christianity of God uh, try very hard to sell their uh, Luciferian wares to the people of the United States and they're it's it's being rejected. It's being soundly rejected, which gives me a lot of hope. It gives me a lot of hope for this country. It tells me that the rapture is a lot further away than I thought it was. Anyway, the, the thing that got me on this is uh, I was watching, as I typically do, one of the many people that I... I watch to keep track of what's going on in pop culture is as I don't watch movies or TV anymore. In this particular case, it was Yellow Flash 2, but he was uh, talking about uh, uh, the new series on Disney Plus, Willow, which is, is nothing more than lesbianism. That's all it is. The story is about lesbianism. It's about... Uh, two teenage lesbians in love. And then this story is set within the, the Willow storyline, theoretically. Although my guess is that uh, this will be the last season. The reason that this will be the last season is because on Rotten Tomatoes, Though it is being widely hailed as, as just a wonderful, uh, stunning, and brave TV show by the uh, 
Luciferian um, uh, critics who have given it like an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is being absolutely panned by people who are actually watching the show, the fans who have given it like a 28% or a 23% or something like that, I mean, which is, is ridiculous. And, and it doesn't matter what the critics give it. The critics could give it 100%, much like they did with uh, um, uh, Rings of Power, like a 90-something percent. The critics can give it whatever they want. If the fans are not watching, it's not going to go any further. And Willow ain't going to go any further. Willow's not going to go any further. The Rings of Power is undergoing a massive, massive retooling, but it's too late. It's too late for that. I don't think that they will have uh, a season two. If they do have a season two, they sure as hell won't have a season three. Unless they make some... I mean, I don't see how they can pull up from this. I don't see how they can pull out of this, quite frankly. But maybe they can. I don't know. Uh, But I don't see it happening. Um, What else we've got that's uh, recently been rejected. Oh, uh, The Witcher. The Witcher is not going to go any further than season three. Season three will be the last season, I can pretty much guarantee it, unless they start filming season four like right now. They need to start filming. If they want a season four, they need to start filming it right now. I don't know that Netflix is going to front them the money for that, though, because there has been so much backlash against them for going as woke as they did and running off Henry Cavill. My point is that these are major uh, productions. Disney has had multiple failures when it comes to Disney+. And uh, the MCU, obviously Star Wars... um, just multiple failures for Disney. They can't go. They can't keep doing this. There have they've got their what are called stands now. They're apologists, huge supporters. No matter what they do, the these people will support them, and they come out and they talk about how. Disney can go on doing whatever they want to do or Netflix can go on doing whatever they want to do because they have billions of dollars and so it doesn't matter because they can just keep spending and spending and spending and it doesn't matter how many failures they have. That's not true. It's not true. Disney is in some serious, serious trouble financially. Big time. Just as I predicted. And... I keep praying, I'm literally praying, not kidding, literally praying that Disney becomes the pharaoh of Hollywood and that their hearts just keep hardening and hardening. The fact that they rehired Bob Iger is an indication that this is what's happening, that they keep hardening their hearts and keep putting out this woke BS till the Disney name is worthless and Disney goes bankrupt or becomes nothing more than some third-rate... Uh, production company. 
that nobody will want to buy. And it's very close to happening with Disney. And if if Netflix keeps doing what they're doing, it's very it's very close to happening with Netflix as well. And the collapse of all of these major studios, all of these major uh, production companies, like with uh, Amazon uh, Films, because Amazon Films went all in on Rings of Power, and it's a colossal failure, and could actually shut them down. Um, but with the collapse of these major production companies, we're seeing a rise, a slow but steady rise, of uh, independent production companies that are putting out good quality entertainment. And you see several Hollywood stars with actual consciences who know how evil and wicked, I mean... I'll tell you what, Sodom and Gomorrah ain't got nothing on Hollywood. We are finding that out every day. Every day that goes by, we find out more and more how sinful and wicked Hollywood is. Same thing with D.C. Not the comics, but Washington, D.C. Uh, the comics, too, though. D.C., Marvel. Um... With every passing day, we're, we're seeing how, how bad things are. And, and we see a lot of Hollywood stars leaving. A lot of people with talent. And let me tell you something. Actors like to act. And if an independent company comes along with a good story, with a good script, then those actors will take those jobs. Even if it's not for hundreds of millions of dollars like they used to get, these people want to work. They want to act and they want to act and work in good movies, in good TV shows, in good films. And the good films have a good, solid hero arc. Doesn't matter what color they are. Nobody gives a damn what color your skin is unless you are a racist. And right now, folks, as has always been the case, all of the racists are on the left. They've just decided to switch colors. They hate white people now. Well, they say that they hate white people. What they're really doing is what they're, they're playing black people and Hispanics and stuff like that by saying that they hate white people. But take a look at who's actually running the Democrat Party. It's still old white people. Yeah. So the racists are still on the left. I'll tell you what, if you care anything about skin color, you're a racist. That's it. If you're a black person who cares about skin color, who thinks that skin color in some way, shape, or form uh, tells what kind of a person you are or holds some kind of moral value, you're a racist. You're a flat racist, and I don't want to know you. That also means you're a stupid person. So I don't want anything to do with you. I don't want to know you if you're a stupid person. If you're a racist, you're a scumbag. And and all of these, all of this identity policy, it doesn't matter what kind of junk is between your legs. It doesn't matter if you've got a uterus or testicles. It doesn't tell me what kind of person you are. What kind of person you are, your real identity is what's in here. Your real identity is what was given to you by God, how you were designed by God. 
that's what your real identity is. And wokeness, like, like everything on the left, like everything satanic, it takes what God has designed and turns it 180 degrees out of phase, out of reality. It tries to create a collection of individuals based on arbitrary uh, characteristics. Oh, I'm white. Oh, I'm black. Oh, I'm Hispanic. Oh, I'm Jewish. Doesn't matter, folks. Because we all came from the same parents. We're all human. And I, I have said this multiple times. I'm a surgical nurse. I have seen the insides of all different colors, and you're the same color on the inside. And with a few exceptions, everything is in the same place on the inside. It's just a fact. You're human. We're all humans. I, I, it, it, I love it because there's this guy that I like to pick on on Twitter. Uh, uh, he's uh, Indian, American Indian, and he likes to talk about indigenous peoples. And I'm like, dude, we're all indigenous. <laughs> we, we all live on the planet Earth, Jack. Every one of us lives on the planet Earth, and every one of us is human. We are all indigenous My point being that Satanism, Marxism, Luciferianism, whateverism, but it's all really Satanism, is not taking hold in the United States, at least not to the degree that the uh, media would have us believe, would like us to believe. And it's it's actually failing on a catastrophic level if anything it's turning people away from it which is fantastic and that tells me if that's the way that popular culture is going that's the way that politics is going to go now don't think that this is happening by accident i don't want you to think that this is just because people have all of the sudden come to their senses and they're like, oh, well, you know, uh, I, I, this is wrong. You know, I've decided that this just doesn't resonate with me. So I'm not going to no, know. It's, it's not because people have made up their minds that this is wrong. And the reason is because the Holy Spirit is moving. Yes, even in the United States. It is ironic to me that what is the last bastion of Christendom or was the last bastion of Christendom is going to be probably the last country or one of the last countries that gets caught up in this great revival that has been going on all over the world. But it makes sense, I suppose. Uh, this revival has... I don't know where exactly this one started, but it is really taking hold in places that are extraordinarily hostile to Christianity. The Middle East, conversions to Christianity are going at a record pace. Africa, China, I don't know, but I am hoping North Korea, 
Satan cannot withstand the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is starting to move in the United States. And the reason that this is happening is because there are people in other countries that are praying for this country. And there are people in this country that are praying for this country. But there need to be more people in this country praying for this country. Your job, your job as a Christian is not to go to church. It's not to do your sacraments. It's not to do your little whatever your... Dang it. Your customs and your traditions. That's not that's not your job. Your job is to pray. Pray to God. You have a direct line to God. If you are a Christian, then you have the Holy Spirit in you, and that gives you a direct line to God. You need to be talking to God. Not just for not just for this revival, although that's certainly reason enough, but the real reason you need to be talking to God is so that you can stay in touch with the power source. He created you. He is the one who tells you who he designed you to be, what he designed you to be. You need to be in touch with God. He wants to know you on an individual basis. He doesn't want to know you because you're, you belong to a particular church. He doesn't want to know you because you do your sacraments or follow these traditions or wear these clothes or any of that stuff. The reason he wants to know you is because he created you special. Just the way you are. And if you want to know who you are, if you want to know what your identity really is, then you need to get in touch with him because he's the one that created you. He knows what you are. He knows who you are. You want to know who you are? You want to know what you were designed to do? Who you were supposed to be? Talk to him. And in talking to him, he's going to talk to you through the Holy Spirit. He's going to tell you what to pray for. You want to pray in the will of God? He tells you what to pray for through the Holy Spirit. So when it pops into your head that you need to be praying about something or somebody, that's him telling you you need to be praying about somebody or something. So do it. Getting on my soapbox here. Can't help myself. It's my show. Anyway, there's a lot to be hopeful for. A lot to be hopeful for. Satan is being rejected all over the place. And, and if you want to talk politics, we'll talk politics really quick here. The only way, the only way, the only way the Luciferian left, and that includes rhinos along with Democrats, the only way that these people are succeeding at all is by cheating They cannot win without cheating, folks. 20 years ago, they could. Or at least, maybe. 30 years ago, they could, maybe. I don't know, because actually, you can go back to the election of John F. Kennedy, and he cheated to win, to become president. 
it was the mafia in Chicago that delivered him the win by stuffing ballot boxes. So they might not have been able to win even back in the 60s. Which means what kind of shape are they in right now? All we have to do to defeat Satan is resist him. And that means all we have to do to defeat Satan's people is resist them. Pray against them. Pray against Satan. Pray against the demonic forces that give them strength. If you resist them, they will flee. Pray for the people. Pray that their eyes will be open so that they can see the truth, who they've been serving, what they've been serving, what they've been doing, the consequences of their actions. That is one thing that they hate, folks. They hate. They hate to see the consequences of their actions. You want to get a liberal ticked off at you? Just talk to them about the consequences of their actions. They hate that. They hate to be shown who and what they really are. Pray for them so that they can realize that they can change because they've been sold a lie too. The lie that they have been sold is that they are whatever their particular chosen identity is. They believe that they are whatever their addiction is, whatever causes them to stay on the left. If it's money, it's money. If it's sex, it's sex. If it's drugs, it's drugs. But they have in their mind that that sin, that thing is their identity. You want to change them fast? Pray that God shows them their real identity. Just gives them a glimpse of their real identity and they'll change. And if they change, if they start to lose numbers because they are changing, ain't no more enemy if they're all on your side. Or if a majority of them are on your side. You need to pray, folks. Prayer is such a powerful tool. That is our tool. That is our job. You read the works of uh, the the old evangelists, Leonard uh, Ravenhill is one of my favorites. Okay, uh, Andrew Murray, um, C.S. Lewis, um, all of them will say that if your church is not a praying church, then it's a failed church. Prayer is our job. You can share the gospel all day long. If you don't pray that the Holy Spirit goes before you to prepare your way, you're wasting your time and you're wasting your words because ain't nobody listening. You can't change somebody's heart. 
Holy Spirit can change hearts. Let's pray that he does. Get on your knees, folks. Start praying. Keep praying. Politically speaking, you can always tell when a bunch of BS is about to go down because everybody's saying the same thing. The late, great Rush Limbaugh used to run a segment on his program where he would piece together uh, various media types and, and political types saying the exact same phrase or word in any particular situation. The one that stands out in my head is uh, when they were saying that uh, George W. Bush lacked gravitas. All right, they, they decided we're going to pull a, a hardly used $10 word out of our butts and uh, so that we can sound intellectual to all of the masses. And uh, we're going to use that word to describe uh, George W. Bush. And so he pieced together just, you know, all of the mainstream media pundits and, and Democrats talking about how George W. Bush lacked gravitas. And he'd do this for, you know, several different uh, words and, and so forth. Anytime the memo from the DNC or whoever runs things went out to the media um, and the other others in the Democrat Party, and the you know catch them all saying basically the exact same thing. And now uh, a lot of people do it. Um, on YouTube and, and other places. Well, now the word that is going around that's being bandied about by useless individuals in Washington, D.C. is accountability. And this sounds like a great word, and it is a great word when it is used properly. It's a great word, and it's meaning. More importantly, the meaning behind the word is extremely, extremely important. But those who are using it are only using it as a buzzword. They, they don't have any intention of actually holding anybody accountable. And I suppose I should tell you the people who are using it, which is one of the reasons that I'm even more irritated than I am normally. Because the people who are using this term are the soon-to-be-in-power uh, House Republicans. And we want accountability, and we're going to hold them to account, and so forth. And they're, what they're talking about, of course, is the Democrats, the Luciferian leftists who have committed treasonous and other egregious criminal actions against the Constitution of the United States and subsequently we, the people of the United States. You've got people like Fauci 
who it is now proven was conspiring with Twitter to silence American citizens and their discourse on Twitter. We also have members of the Biden uh, administration doing the same thing using Twitter. And, of course, we have the Department of the, <laughs> ironically called, Department of Justice, better called the Department of Injustice, or, as I like to refer to them, the Stasi, um, who have committed multiple egregious actions against law-abiding citizens of the United States of America. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, outfits like the FBI and the ATF and the IRS are no longer legitimate uh, law enforcement organizations. Rather, they are criminal organizations. They are the muscle for the criminal organization, which is the DNC. Anyway... The Republicans, who just barely won the House of Representatives and still managed to tie in the Senate, uh, are talking about accountability. And let me just explain the reason that they're talking so tough. Guys like uh, Kevin McCarthy are talking so tough. First of all, the reason Kevin McCarthy is talking so tough is because Kevin wants to be Speaker. And in order to be speaker, he needs people to support him. He needs the, the support of we, the people, to tell our representatives, hey, I like this McCarthy guy. You need to vote for him for speaker. Well, Kevin McCarthy does not have my support as speaker because Kevin McCarthy is a good-time Republican. He is a rhino, but he is a rhino that knows which way the wind is blowing most of the time. However, if given the opportunity to sneak one in, sneak in a win for the Democrats, he will absolutely do so, and he is absolutely chock full of excuses as to why he did so. So I am no fan of Kevin McCarthy. Another reason is because he's a California Republican if there is such a thing. I'm just kidding. I know that there are plenty of good conservative Republicans still in California. Still. Um, so Kevin McCarthy is talking a lot of smack because, you know, he wants to be Speaker of the House and his speakership is not quite secured yet, which is a good thing. Another thing that will tell you about what kind of speaker Kevin McCarthy will be is that the Democrats have noted that if there are in if there are not enough votes to get Kevin McCarthy across the finish line, they will work with Kevin McCarthy to make him Speaker of the House. So that tells you exactly what kind of Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, will be if he gets into power. Now, anyway, he's thrown around the word accountability. Most recently, uh, with regards to the uh, 51 quote-unquote intelligence specialists who signed the uh, 
statement that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian misinformation. Man, that's good tea. Um, Russian misinformation. By the way, that tea is the uh, uh, Earl Grey green tea. Um, dang it, I can't remember. Davidson's. Davidson's Earl Grey green tea. Uh, I get that uh, from Amazon. And no, they are not paying me. It's just really good tea. If you like tea, it's good tea. Uh, anyway. Um... Yeah, so, uh, and he's talking about opening an investigation. Let, let me tell you what they mean when they say accountability. What they mean is we are going to hold all kinds of hearings and all kinds of committees ad nauseum. Nothing's going to happen. Absolutely nothing's going to happen. Or, or, we are going to send criminal referrals Ooh. Oh, they're sending criminal referrals. Ooh. To a Department of Justice that is run by the very criminals that you are investigating. How freaking far do you think that's going to get? Well, they know it's not going to go anywhere. See, the only reason that they're doing this, the only reason that they're talking about accountability, the only reason that they're talking about having all of these investigations is because they need our campaign contributions. And so they're acting all tough knowing that they have built-in excuses for these investigations and these criminal referrals going nowhere. But I guarantee you, guarantee you, that if we get a Republican president back in the White House, that's a big if, folks. If we get a Republican president back into the White House, they will not be investigating these guys anymore and they won't be sending any criminal referrals anymore because the Democrats are still their buddies and they want they they believe in their hearts that the Democrats will get into power once again and when they do they want to be friends with the Democrats they want the Democrats to continue to give them scraps from their table. The Republican Party, at least the establishment Republicans, are controlled opposition. The Republicans, or establishment Republicans, are part of the establishment party. As I have said multiple times, there are two parties in the United States. There's the establishment party, and then there's we the people. Now, we the people are making a comeback, and I am very optimistic and very confident that eventually we will be able to win back Washington, D.C. I firmly believe, at least at this point, the evidence that I have seen indicates to me that the Democrats are on the, the establishment. The establishment is on its last legs. 
and that they are doing absolutely, they're pulling out all the stops. They are doing everything that they can do to maintain power, to hold on to the power that they have. And I think it's, it's very important to note that they have not been very successful in expanding on their power. They are only hanging on to their power. And that's a good thing. And as I pointed out in my previous uh, segment today, um, they, uh, the, the way that pop culture is going indicates to me that uh, since the left is, is losing big time in the market of pop culture, that they will indeed start losing big time in the uh, arena of politics. They already are. I mean, uh, the Republicans flipped a bunch of houses uh, or flipped a bunch of uh, seats, not only in uh, California, but also in New York, folks. And these are, these are real Republicans. These aren't establishment Republicans. These are real Republicans that are flipping these seats. So it's, it's going to happen. Uh, eventually, the Democrat Party is going to be permanently... Uh, out of power for an extended period of time, a generation, maybe more. Uh, Marxism is reaching its end here in the United States. The Marxist left is reaching its end. And the, the, the generation of, the generation that was supposed to bring Marxist revolution to the United States uh, is the generation of the 60s. And they're all octogenarians now. This is why the Democrats don't have a deep bench anymore. It's because all of their heavy hitters are now ancient. They're in their 70s. They're in the late 70s. They're in their early 80s. These are not people who are going to be able to be viable anymore. And, and the, the, those who are coming in to prominence in the Democrat Party are morons. They're morons. AOC, John Fetterman, Kamala Harris, um, uh, Robert Francis O'Rourke, these are their, this is their backup line. When Hillary Clinton can, can no longer function, and we're already seeing that Joe Biden, who was their top pick, he was their best pick. Joe Biden can't function anymore. Even the people who are pulling the strings, think about this, George Soros is in his 80s, I think. He ain't going to last much longer, 90s even. I think the guy might, be, might even be in his 90s. He ain't going to be around much longer. I don't know how old Klaus Schwab is, but he ain't going to be around much longer. Globalist Marxism is, is dying 
and the the only people that can that can follow in their footsteps are are, are true believing. They're they're the useful idiots. AOC is a useful idiot. John Fetterman, O'Rourke, Robert Francis. These guys are useful idiots. They're not. They're not the smart ones. They're not people who can actually run the show. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is backing out. She's not going to be able to function anymore. She's never going to be speaker again. I'm I'm quite certain of that. So the Democrats are are slowly fading away through through no fault of the Republican Party. The Democrats are slowly fading away. They're they're naturally aging out. And again, through no fault of the Republican Party, who are a bunch of pansies, have no guts whatsoever. They don't have the balls God gave a fruit bat. So, just don't get overly upset. Don't, you can be as upset as you want, but don't be surprised when these, uh, uh, investigations in the House and these criminal referrals don't come to anything. They're not supposed to. Kevin McCarthy doesn't have any intention of allowing anything serious to get any further than committee hearings. I guarantee it. And this is what I want you to watch for. This is what's going to tell you whether or not the Republicans in the House are serious. Assuming Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House, and I think he will, um, because just as it's a last gasp now for the Democrats, I believe also this is a last gasp for the establishment rhino Republicans. I think the rhino Republicans are getting cleared out, and those that are young enough are going to defect over to the Democrat Party, maybe give them a little bit more life for a little while. But anyway, the thing that I want you to watch, and this is going to tell you whether or not the Republicans in the House are serious, is if any funding bills get through the House, then they're not serious. If the Republicans in the House are serious, they will block every single solitary spending bill at all coming through the House. If they let a single thing, a single spending bill go through the House... They're not serious. Now, what they may do is they may say, well, we're, we're going to um, fund the, the uh, military and um, the necessary things. We're going to fund those. And, and it'll even say on the top of the bill, it'll say something like emergency military spending bill or some crap like that. They're going to fit as much freaking pork into those bills as they can, and they're not going to tell anybody about it. If a single, because the military is not going to not be funded, okay? Federal law enforcement is not going to not be funded. Even if, the, the, if, even if they shut down the government, all of those necessary things will still be funded. There's not going to be a bunch of military people not getting paid. That's not going to happen despite what the Democrats are going to threaten, if it even comes to that, 
if the Republicans in the House have the balls to shut things down, which they need to do. I'm telling you, this is what the Republicans need to do to win. To win, to defeat the Democrats. They need to shut it down. No more omnibus bills, no more spending bills of any kind, because all spending bills, according to the Constitution of the United States, must go, they must originate in the House. If it doesn't originate in the House, and it is a spending bill, then it, it is, it's illegal, basically. The House controls the purse strings. So if any spending bills make it through the House, especially big omnibus bills and stuff like that, doesn't matter what excuses they give, the Republicans are not serious. So don't, don't look to these investigations. The investigations don't mean anything. Don't mean it. Don't even, the criminal referrals don't mean anything. What means something, what's going to tell you if they're serious in the House, is the spending bills. And if Biden gets any of his stuff funded, anything funded, the Republicans are not serious. And, and again, don't be surprised if it happens, but that's, that's the thing that's going to tell you whether or not they're serious. Don't be surprised if they're not. If they are, be surprised. Be pleasantly surprised. But if they're not, don't be surprised. Anyway, if you like what you heard, hit me up at the email address, um, docbryantshow at zohomail.com. That's Z-O-H-O-Mail.com. And you can reach me on social media, Gab, Getter, Minds, Truth Social, at Doc Bryant. And I am on Twitter at Doc Bryant Actual. Once again, thank you for listening. I will talk to you all later.